Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. Welcome back to 15 Minutes of Marvel, the only podcast that gives you Marvel reviews, news, and rumors in just 15 minutes. I'm your host, Ethan Simi, and this time I mean it. 15 minutes. I know the last two episodes, I've, I've gone long. I, you know, I've had a lot of content to pack in here. I'm, I'm trying to spoil you guys. I'm trying to give you extra content, but I will stay to 15 minutes. Got to stick to the mantra this week. Uh, it's officially been one week since WandaVision ended. Feels like forever. Uh, let's just say that real quick, and I have not gone back to rewatch it because I don't think I can handle it. I don't think I can handle the pain. I don't think I'm ready, and, I, and I'll revisit it eventually, but I just don't think I'm there yet. I've got a pretty fun episode in store today. I've got some news that I want to talk about, and then I am doing the first ever listener mailbag for this podcast. I took to Twitter, took to Instagram, asked all of you lovely folks to send me your hot takes, cold takes, uh, thoughts, theories, Anything Marvel-related, ask you to send them my way, and you guys got after it. I've got a lot of good listener mailbag stuff to talk about. It made my brain start to start to work in overdrive, start to make some hard decisions with some of the questions you guys are asking me, so I appreciate that. Uh, first is the news. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is going by the working title Goat Rodeo. Now, I don't know what that means... But I can guarantee you it means something. It has to. It's an Easter egg. Everything's an Easter egg, right? We're, I mean, if if not everything is an Easter egg, why are we doing this? Um, because it's an Easter egg. So all I know is that I actually want to see a goat rodeo take place in Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. And I don't think that's too much to ask. I, I just I feel like it's appropriate given the working title. I feel like, you know, if you're going to call it goat rodeo now, throw in a goat rodeo. That's all I want to see. And, and Paul Rudd at a goat rodeo? Sign me up. Uh, so if I don't see a goat rodeo in the film, I am boycotting it, man. No, I would never do that. But goat rodeo, very intriguing, interesting. I don't know what it means. Uh, I also wanted to take a second to give a huge birthday shout-out, A.O. birthday shout-out to the legendary Winter Soldier himself, my guy, uh, Bucky, Bucky Barnes, one of two men that truly defy history. Happy, bu- uh, happy birthday, Bucky Barnes. Uh, he just turned 104, for those of you that don't know, just a couple days ago. And now, he just now is getting his own TV show. So I just want this to be a lesson to anybody out there. No matter your age, anything is possible. You can be 104 and just start getting your own television series. So shout out, Bucky Barnes. Um, you know what? You can do anything you want, guy. Happy birthday, Keep on trekking on. You got this. Uh, And then the last piece of news that I want to cover real quick. This past week, Bob Chapek came out and confirmed that Black Widow will be sticking to its May 7th theaters-only release date. Even though theaters in the UK and other parts of the world don't even begin to open up until May 17th, I feel like this is quite a conundrum. I feel like we're, you know, kind of a quandary here. I don't know. I I don't get that. What does that mean? I do have a movie theater about 30 minutes away from me, kind of like out of town, out in, out in kind of like, you know, little, little town of nowhere, very safe, nobody goes there. Uh, I will definitely be going there on, on May 7th, if what Bob Chapek says is true, if Black Widow is actually coming out in theaters on May 7th, um, like, he, like he said, I just feel like this is a little sunk cost fallacy with the movie here. I feel like the date's been pushed back so many times. 
Disney and Marvel Studios are just are just now so driven to stick their heels in the ground and say, no, we, we have to put this out like we said we would. Um, so you know what? I, I, I don't know what that means. I, I think that it will release. I have faith. I have hope. But again, don't give me that hope. You know, as, as Bronin once said, don't give me that hope. Do you think that Black Widow will actually release on May 7th? I, I want to know what you think and what your take is on this situation. Let me know on Twitter, at 15 Minute Marvel. Okay, let's get to the listener mailbag. I'm running out of time here. I said I'd commit to the 15 minutes, so I'm just gunning it. I'm just going for the listener mailbag. And this is the first listener mailbag that we've ever done uh, here on the show, that I've ever done here on the show. Honestly, I appreciate all of you lovely folks sending me the tough questions. Send me the, send me the good stuff. And I, and I want to start with a couple of these hard hitters because they, they made me think, and I tried not to overthink. I'm a clinical overthinker. So you know what? A, a little um, background on me. I'm an overthinker. I'm a tinker, right? I like to, you know, I like to a little little tinker with with anything, uh, you know, fantasy lineup, little tinker with a recast, tinker with uh, my thoughts on movies, all of that jazz. So I just try to go with my gut for some of these answers and not overthink the situation. So let's start out with our first listener uh, question. Comes from Nick Dunn. Who is the strongest Avenger? This is ridiculous. I can't believe you would put me up against a wall like this and make me choose who is the strongest Avenger. They're all freaking strong, guy. So I, it's a tough question, but I've got to go with Thor. I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm throwing um, Mjolnir down, and I'm saying it's it's Thor because not only is he a god, not only does he have the you know the power of thunder, power of lightning, but deep down inside. He knows he's worthy. I feel like that. I feel like that's the secret weapon, the secret sauce that Thor has going for him. He knows who he's supposed to be, and he knows he can use that confidence to harness like an even greater level of power, like we saw in Endgame. So uh, I've got to go with Thor. The dude is the definition of power. Strongest Avenger, book it. Thor has to be. Okay, moving on to the next question comes from Jace Snyder. Uh, if I had to replace the actor of any of the original six Avengers, who would it be and why? This was a tough one, um, and I did some serious deep thinking. I I was hanging out with my family today, and you know, instead of being present with my uh, two young daughters and my lovely wife, I decided, you know what, I've got to recast the Avengers in my head. And so this is what I was focused on all day. And this is what I came up with for you, Jace. I'm going to recast Hawkeye, and I'm going to recast him as... Danny DeVito. Bang. Speaks for itself. Every scene would be an 11 out of 10. A straight banger, if you will. Tom Haverford style. Uh, I mean, he would he would make me want to watch more Avengers. And I don't think anybody can debate that. I think Danny DeVito is Hawkeye. Let's make that happen. in an I guess in an alternate universe. But hey, if, if we're ever getting an Avengers reboot or anything like that, you know, in 20 years... Book it, Danny DeVito. But realistically, uh, even more realistically, 100%, could we just recast all of the six Avengers to be but all Danny DeVitos? I had my pieces. Your pieces? My guns. Oh. Right. Anyway, I started blasting. Bang! Wow. Bang! No, I don't see so good, so I missed. Then they ran away. I ran after them. Okay. Bang! Try to shoot them in the back. But I don't want so good either. Anyway, you guys all think I'm a hero. And I'll accept that responsibility. That would be prime. Danny DeVito playing every Avenger. 
that sounds right. That sounds good to me. I, I feel like it sits well. I can imagine this. Yeah, it'd be a better movie than The Avengers was. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But Danny DeVito is, is wonderful. So that's my answer. Recast Hawkeye's Danny DeVito. Uh, but I also think Tom Hardy as Thor would be kind of cool. I could see that being the case. You know, another big, muscular, kind of a, you know, English guy. Uh, and yeah, I just, I feel like Tom Hardy could do a good job. It's such a tough question to recast the Avengers. Let's be honest. I, I don't really want to recast any of them. And I automatically, I went to Hawkeye cause he's like my least favorite Avenger and don't like, don't come after me because I said Hawkeye is my least favorite Avenger. That's just a fact. Uh, I just, you know, nothing has drawn me to him, uh, excessively over the, you know, over the, the history of Marvel and the MCU. So I kind of got to go with my gut on this one, but there it is. That, that, that's what it is. All the MCU podcasts on Twitter hit me with a few questions. So I'm going to go through these speed round style because I've got three questions and this, and this is actually quite funny that they included one of these questions. So I'll start with that one. Um, is Hawkeye still the best Avenger? I feel like you should know my answer by now. Uh, and I feel this, this question is inherently flawed and, and thus unanswerable cannot be answered. He, he was never the best Avenger, uh, and, and never will be. That's what I'm saying to that. So I just, you know what? Can't, can't answer that question for you. Super sorry about it, but that's how it is. He's never had a soft spot in my heart. So don't know what it is. Eh, just, eh, just, I don't know. Uh, will white vision become the silver surfer? I don't think so. I don't see that happening. I think there is potential for white vision to come back in some capacity later on in the MCU as like a true vision. Uh, for Wanda, possibly. Uh, and I just feel like turning him into the Silver Surfer would take away that character potential or that character arc. And, and also, like, if you're going to introduce the Silver Surfer, just just do it. Just, you know, choose another character. Uh, I think I think you've got opportunity. You might as well go for it. Last question from them. Do you think Thor, Love, and Thunder is just going to be one long music video? If it is, I'm not going to be mad about it. I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, not at all, honestly. I would I would be here for that. 100% uh, one big long ass music video directed by Taika Waititi. <laughs> Sign me the F up right now. Uh, the set photos of this movie has everybody, including Natalie Portman, looking like they're attending like, you know, the world championship gun show out here. It's, re- it's really ridiculous. And everybody's looking yoked as hell. So... I don't know, Thor Love and Thunder, you know, Thor Love and Thunder, the extra long kick-ass music video, sounds about right to me, I'd go see it, that's for sure, um, okay, Matt Rombuki, uh, I definitely got that one wrong, Matt, so I, I am very apologetic, uh, from the direct.com, said that he sees the potential for a fan divide between MCU 616 and MCU Cosmic with all of these galactic-oriented projects coming in the future. I gotta agree with you there, Matt. I'm, I totally see where you're coming from. And I feel like as we're moving forward with multiverse or introducing space and we've got the secret inv- invasion coming down the line and we've got Eternals in November, like really opening up that cosmic aspect of the MCU, I feel like that side of the MCU is gonna get huge. And I can totally see a fan divide coming between like, oh, I liked, I like the regular MCU on Earth grounded, and I like the MCU cosmic, more, you know, otherworldly type situation. I can see that happening. But you know what? I can also see a fan divide kind of already happening 
between the Infinity Saga and then the post-Infinity Saga. So I feel like we've established a really great groundwork through 23 movies and... And I just feel moving forward that there could be bigger barriers to entry for new fans because of all of the information that's already been established. So I feel like moving forward, right, if you go see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and you haven't seen WandaVision, I feel like if you if you don't understand that, you have a strong potential to be lost, especially on the grounds of Wanda. But I just feel like... I feel like barriers to entry into the MCU are going to keep growing. So I I like the point that you brought up about the MCU 616 and MCU Cosmic. Absolutely makes sense. And and I didn't think of it until now, but it totally makes sense. And gosh, I don't know what camp I'd find myself in. After I see the Eternals, I'm probably going to go MCU Cosmic. Because like that shit is going to be super dope to start bringing in celestials and other worlds and realities and universes. It's going to be sweet. Okay, I got Nick from That Superhero Thing Podcast. Shout out That Superhero Thing Podcast. Uh, you guys are phenomenal. We, we talk all the time on Twitter. Uh, Nick had a thought that Spider-Man No Way From Home and is actually not about the multiverse. And we will only get a post-credit stinger about Tobey Maguire, and then Spider-Verse will be entirely different. Look, I'm not going to frown at that. I think any movie with a post-credit stinger, including Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man, is an absolute win in my book. That's a W, a big fat W, but I just find it so hard to believe that it won't be about the multiverse somehow, especially coming after the Eternals, which, like I just said, is going to open up this whole MCU cosmic slate. I just, I just don't see how it's not about um, the multiverse. And you know, I feel like we're going to go in classic Wandavision here, where it's like uh, I'm going to be set in my ways for like the next year, and if it doesn't happen, I'll probably be disappointed. But you know what? That's just how I'm going to roll with this one. Fire take. Love to hear it. Uh, let's see, we've got Corellia Christina on Twitter wondering how T'Challa being in Peter Quill's spot would affect the other Guardians. It looks like there's going to be a What If episode coming out about this, uh, so I guess we might get that addressed, but this is the toughest question I got in the mailbag. I'm going to be honest, I'm going to stay pretty surface level, but honestly, I see... I just see the Guardians being more focused. I seeing them get get down to business more uh, than they than they did with Peter Quill. Peter Quill, God bless his soul, is is a purely emotional gentleman uh, fellow. We all know this. I mean, the dude dude effed up saving the galaxy because he got a little emotional. And hey, you know what, Peter, I, I'm here with you. I understand, but I just feel like T'Challa would demand more focus from the group and kind of take them to like that more professional level of heroism-ish. I know super basic, but that's my answer. And then finally, I've got a question from Austin Davis, actually my co-host of over a year on my other podcast that I run called Final Take. We just talk about movies on there. But he shot me a Spider-Man question. If all of the Spider-Man fought one versus one versus one, who would win... I gotta go with Tom Holland. I got. I gotta. I feel like a lot of people are gonna go with Tom Holland, but I gotta go with Tom Holland because uh, the dude is young. He's agile. He's got mad connections to Tony Stark, and all of his suits are like super teched out. So yeah, that's a that's a fat W for Tom Holland. But my heart really wants to go with Tobey Maguire because you know I just God, it would feel 
awesome to see Tobey Maguire just take that W against the other Spider-Man and truly come out as as the best. It makes my heart happy. It, it makes my heart happy just thinking about it right now. Bang. Bang, got through all of the listener mailbag. Um, Man, I appreciate everybody that sent in a question. And hey, listen, next Friday, March 19th, I am having a giveaway on Twitter to celebrate the premiere of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It is something that I wish I could keep for myself. So you are definitely going to want to enter this giveaway. Be sure to follow me at 15 Minute Marvel for details next Friday on how to score a pretty sweet giveaway. Like I said, I kind of want to keep it for myself, so you better hope that I don't decide to keep it for myself and actually follow through with the giveaway. It's it's, it's a pretty cool thing. So be sure to follow me Friday, March 19th. I'm going to have a sweet, sweet giveaway on Twitter. And you know what? I'm always taking listener questions, thoughts, hot takes, whatever you've got. You don't have to wait for a, a listener mailbag episode. I always want to hear it. So let me know what you've got. Get at me at 15 Minute Marvel on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on any major podcast platform. And don't be afraid to leave a review on Apple Podcasts either. It really, really helps this show become more discoverable to other Marvel fans like yourself. And like I always say, I feel like if you if you like it, they're going to like it. You know, it's a, it's a win-win-win situation here. You can't go wrong with that. So I will see you all uh, back here next time as I have guest Ben Lawhorn on to talk about some of the most underrated characters in the MCU. <coughs> Korg? Korg? Cough, cough, Korg. Uh, I am Ethan Simi. I'll see you soon. And remember, always go higher, further, and faster. Oh.